Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. Bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Ryan, congratulations. This is our last episode of Offseason Observations. We finished our first season and we'll be back next season. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe we talked about after today, every single team in the NFL. I didn't think we would ever do it, but we did. Yeah, I learned a lot about uh, some teams that like, for example, like the Lions. Yeah, didn't know much about them before. Exactly. Or like it made me appreciate more teams after seeing them and underappreciate others like the Ravens. Oh, overappreciate or underappreciate? I think I started to like them just a bit more with what they did. And then conversely, the Steelers. Well, I never liked the Steelers, but. (laughs) I mean, going through this process, it just made me appreciate the Raiders more because I thought the Raiders had it bad. It's true. I will, you know, with how much I cast the the Raiders, you could be the Texans. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You could have been the Washington football team a year ago. Never look up. Always look down to feel better. I like that. I like that. Today, in today's episode, we are talking about the NFC West. Would you agree that this is probably one of the toughest divisions coming next year? I honestly think it's going to be the both West divisions are going to be bad or no no team wants to be in it because yet yesterday we covered or in the last episode we covered um the afc west you have the chiefs and the chargers that's already two teams you don't want to play and then over here uh you'll hear what i have to say about the rams but the cardinals just got better um seahawks probably going to keep russell wilson at this point i think and the niners they're just probably one or two pieces away exactly and we'll talk about all those teams today Starting with my favorite team, we got the San Francisco 49ers who finished six and 10 on the season. I have mixed feelings about the season altogether, to be completely honest with you. Obviously, coming off of our honeymoon phase from being in the Super Bowl, we had high expectations. I feel like injuries hampered most of it, mm-hmm. most of our plans, but we have a premier pick in the draft this year. Hopefully, it's utilized well. And I think that this team is not far off from another playoff run. I don't think they're far off either, but you guys are starting to look like the Chargers, eh? Huh, with the injury yeah. bug? It, <laughs> Who is your it was strength bad. and conditioning coach, man? Like, hire me instead. <laughs> I bet you I, I can keep these guys healthy. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard either, but it is what it is. And, you know, there were some bright spots. Players, Some players didn't get injured as much as others. One of those players, Brandon Ayuk. Top of my list. Top of my list, too. I think he was low-key a steal in the draft for where we picked him. I mean, he was better than the other wide receivers that were taken off the board before him. He was the last wide receiver off the board in round one last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I think the only guy that you can confidently say is better than Ayuk is Justin Jefferson. I can agree with you. Yeah, I put that in my notes. You know, Outside of that, everyone else is probably – either on par with Ayuk or below him. I agree. He's not Justin Jefferson. I acknowledge that. But he's also not Jalen Rager. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you for not saying Henry Ruggs, but yes, he's not Jalen. I'll give you some respect there. He's explosive in open space. I don't know if you saw that play when he hurtled over that Eagles defender. It's like literally his highlight of 2020. here, very physical and can hurdle. Yeah. I love that he's like willing to take contact too. Like, mm-hmm. he's literally another Debo Samuel on the field. And they're two really good 1.5 wide receivers. Mm-hmm. 
And then, I think Ayuk could be a 1.25. I, I, I think, 1.25. yeah. I don't know if he can hold his own. But I, I honestly think he has potential to be a one. I don't know what you think. I think so too. I think next year Ayuk's the one, Debo Samuel's the two, but they're used yeah. pretty much simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, um, I don't want to bring this comparison up, but I will. Remember when Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant were good? <laughs> yeah. It would be like that. You know, uh-huh. like two really okay. productive wide receivers like who are that. like kind of similar. But yeah, I also have the obvious Fred Warder, 125 mm-hmm. total tackles, one sack, six tackles for loss, two interceptions. You know, he put the defense on his back and really carried him. And my last player who we could not re-sign, and I'm pretty sad about it, is Kerry Hyder. He led the team in sacks with eight and a half. Okay. I, I had led- no clue. Kerry Hyder, yeah. He, we just picked him up from Detroit. He played in Detroit last year. Eight and a half sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 49 tackles. Like, I feel like he was the reason why our defense wasn't as terrible when Nick Bosa went on IR. So why didn't you get to resign him? Personally, I think he was going to be too expensive. Uh, Unfortunately, he signed with the Seahawks, which is painful. But... We'll see. People say, though, that he was only a good scheme fit under Robert Sala's um, scheme. Oh, so Robert Sala leaves, so he leaves, too. Exactly. Bad. I think I had, I, had, I had one more guy. I had KB, the other guy you guys lost. I think for being their third or fourth guy on that depth chart, that's the type of production you want from your depth guy because it's 667 yards, 49 receptions, two TDs. Yeah, because there are some had, number three or four wide receivers on teams that do not put up these numbers. Zay Jones. Sorry, I, I want to pick okay, on okay, yeah, yeah, Zay yeah, Jones yeah, is Zay like Jones, that first, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Zay Jones. Uh-huh. But like um, it's crazy because this was like a low year, this was like a down year for Kendrick Bourne. I feel mm-hmm. like the Niners typically used him in like the red zone a lot last year. Yeah. And I feel like he's gonna do really good things on the Patriots. Hopefully they have a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. All right, yeah, moving yeah. on to players that underperform then. Um, I have two point five slash three. What is 2.4? Oh, 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 okay. Go for it. Yeah. I combined both Nick Mullins and Jimmy Garoppolo as one. <laughs> because it was just the quarterback situation this year that, like, frustrated me. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play bad. I don't have any stats on him because I can't really – I can't really no, no, gas I, him. I have it. I have it. I, oh, I, I, I can for, let you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Six games, seven TDs, mm-hmm. five interceptions for about 1,000 yards. About 1,000 yards. And he played, gim- he, he played a little gimpy. I, I think against Miami, yeah. when he re-aggravated what hurt him. So, you know, yes. good. I'm, I don't. I don't know what we were thinking. Thinking, you know, no Nick Bosa, no Solomon Thomas, but you know, let's let's push for that playoff race just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I talked about Nick Mullins a lot. Big Dick Nick had small PP energy for the rest of the year. Man, he was not the same as he was when he took over the last time Jimmy G got injured with his ACL. So quick sidetrack, mm-hmm. because you mentioned Big Dick Nick. Yeah. So is Jimmy G still your Italian stallion, or <laughs> always? I always ride with the Italian stallion. He's my guy. Sus, right but all right, now. all right. He's my guy, my Italian stallion. Yeah, but going back to Nick Mullins, BDN. Twelve touchdowns, twelve interceptions. He did his best Jameis Winston impression, and it showed. He. It concerns me because, like, again, any quarterback can essentially play in the Kyle Shanahan scheme and offense. Any, and to see any. him struggle, and to see him kind of struggle, make oh. the wrong. 
he wasn't drafted high or, or anything. So, I mean, I don't know what people expected out of him. A miracle? But he was the he was also the quarterback that helped what George Kittle have that monster year. Yes, yes. So what happened? Do you remember Matt McGloin? I do remember. Yeah, Matt McGloin. he looked great for a little bit until people figured him out. <laughs> I, I agree with you. He, Nick Mullins gives me the same energy as AJ McCarron from Cincinnati. <laughs> remember when he was like this guy? Cleveland was about to to make the trade, but they forgot to submit the paperwork in time. So the, the trade was voided. Can't believe classic. that's a classic, classic, classic Cleveland move. But yeah, um, I feel like it was like that. You know, we showed a little bit too much of him, mm-hmm. and then people mm-hmm. caught on. Exactly. But yeah. Last player I have is Jarek McKinnon. Good riddance. He's trash. I, I also have cool. his uh, partner in crime, Tevin Coleman. Oh yeah. Same. <laughs> well, energy. What happened there? Same energy. Pay- we'll talk about Jarek. One point nine pay- average. 1.9 yards oh, because that's your favorite stat, you know. I made favorite. sure you knew. 28 carries, 53 yards, Tevin Coleman. I'm pretty sure that was lower than Jordan Howard. And I don't know if you remember my stat with Jordan Howard, that if you if you just reached and dove, you averaged more than Jordan Howard, probably averaged more than Tevin Coleman at this point too. Mm-hmm. But Jarek McKinnon, man, we paid him RB1 money. For him to be hurt, which is fine, which is totally fine. For him to sit on IR and collect the money. Yeah, and then when he played, it wasn't even that explosive either. Couldn't stay on the field, and even when he did, he was lackluster at best. Imagine getting outplayed by a man named Jeff Wilson Jr., Jamichael Hasty. Raheem Mostert looked so good. He made Raheem Mostert the, the running back that he is now. He That's why he's the okay, starter, because okay. Jerick McKinnon couldn't start. I think this is probably one of the worst signings that the Niners have had recently. I mean, my question is, can you guys ever start just one running back for the season? I think they want like not because of injury making you start two, because your head coach decides to start, you know, it's like a put names in a hat, picks it out. And then that's the starter for the week. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Um, I feel like it keeps the keeps the defense guessing. I think Raheem Mostert, when healthy, is the true number one running back in the backfield. He's fast. He is. It's very crazy. Fast. Yeah, fast, explosive. Like I, I like Raheem Mostert a lot. And then Jeff Wilson Jr. is just in in there, receiving back. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Did you have any other underperformers? Uh, I have one, but this one's pretty obvious. He didn't even stay with your team for the whole year, Dante Pettis. Just not you know, good, man. Good thing you gave him to the Giants, but he did nothing there either. So <laughs> just purple hair, no good, man. You know what's crazy? I've suppressed every memory of Dante Pettis. <laughs> I forgot about him. I genuinely did. Yeah, yeah. I had to bring him back up. You're a second rounder, man. You want to like, tell me who you... sorry, sorry. I keep cutting you off because I have so much to say about him. No, just say it and then I'll 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 bring it home. I mean Remind me who you guys drafted, uh, you guys passed up on to get this guy? Because I remember we talked about this, and you guys passed up on some talent to get Dante Pettis. I'll figure this out while you ran. Okay. Dante Pettis. I know we we moved up in the draft to pick pick Dante Pettis Mm -hmm. out of Washington. I remember we picked him over Christian Kirk, and I was initially mad. And then yes. I saw him play, and I was like, okay, good. And like, he can be a solid two, not even a one, a two. 
Gave him a two, all right. So the expectations were a little bit lower. Yeah, the expectation was lower. But apparently, he, apparently, I don't think he liked, I don't think Kyle Shanahan liked his character in terms of a player. Like, he didn't want to take contact, which is what Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk do. They're not scared of being in the middle. And you can tell because of, like, the fumbles that he has. Mm -hmm. Like, even when he was, like, a punt returner, a kick returner, like, he fumbled the ball because I think he was too scared of getting hit. But so, you can, but his size doesn't allow him to get hit. If you see him, he's a kind of a stick, like like looks like me, just tall. Yeah, so, okay, that's fair. Uh, so that's you, totally he can't fair. really block if you ask him to block. Is what I'm trying to say. But if I ask you to kick return or punt return, <laughs> you know you could fair catch. Like that's why they make the rule okay. for people okay. like Dante Pettis. Okay. So why? Why? True. True. I agree. So it's some guys. Mm-hmm. That are drafted after him, I think you you might know Equani Equanimous Saint Brown. That's okay. one guy you like. MVS, you also like that guy. Okay, you know Ray 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 McLeod. Oh, Ray Ray. Your, your favorite guy as well. But I think one guy for real though, Michael Gallup, went after. Mm. Yeah, so I think okay. that's the only one that kind of stings. Everyone else was kind of like, I mean, at least they're still on their their respective teams that drafted them, but they're not doing too, like. They're not that impactful is what I'm trying to say. I, I could agree with you on that. Were there any other um, underperforming players that you had? I did not. That's all I had. All right. Moving on to notable injuries. The big ones, obviously, were Nick Bose and Solomon Thomas. Literally two plays after each other, they got the same injury. Mm-hmm. Can't, mm-hmm. can't believe that happened. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, he got hurt. And then Raheem Mostert was pretty much on and off the field. He was on IR for like a good portion of the season. And I just mm-hmm. feel like he couldn't get healthy. Anyone else that I missed? Debo and George Kittle. Debo and George right. Kittle. Yeah. yeah. Them as I well. I think you suppress those memories as well. It just stunk mm. too, too much, you know? Same. See, it's just because all the injuries were just the same. You know, put on IR, they come back, put on IR again. Like Debo. Gotcha. George Kittle was like the only one that stayed. But like the most part, but he, I think he like re-aggravated his injury too. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, he got injured like week one, week two, and came back and got injured again. Anyway. therapist is no good. Not a fire right. that person. Yeah. yeah. I got QB and CB. Oh, head coach, not fired. Not fired, yeah. I, I agree why you would move on. Kyle Shanahan's not the problem. Positions he's he's not the problem. Him. Yeah. I have QB and cornerback. What do you have? I have QB, cornerback. I put safety, but I think we re-signed um, like Jimmy Ward already. And also we re-signed Quan Williams. But I'm a big fan of you him. You still have Tart too, him. right? Yeah, we re-signed Tart as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tart. But yeah, um... Moving on to free agency players that are leaving Richard Sherman, Jerick McKinnon, Jordan Reed, Nick Mullins, Trent Taylor. Apparently, C.J. Beathard was also walked too, and he just recently signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the only one that stings a lot is Richard Sherman. Yeah. Everyone else was kind of like more of a depth piece rather than quality starter. I agree with you on that, yeah. So who do you think they should should pick up? Well, so far, they have Trent Williams. Uh, Resigned Trent Williams, uh, richest man now, or richest left tackle in the NFL now. You guys Mm -hmm. also got... Jason Verrett, Kyle Juice. You guys picked up, I think, Samson and Bootcamp from, from mm-hmm. the Rams. So I we're gonna see this later, but I feel like you guys are just stealing from each other's teams. We With this really offseason, you're, you're taking like taking pieces from one team and then just taking it to you and giving away another piece. I agree with you on that. You're really just it's just a community bag and you just grab whatever player you personally exactly. want. Everyone wants to stay within the NFC West. 
Yeah, I I totally agree with you on that. I think the best or the biggest transaction that was made was probably Trent Williams. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. um, yeah. very very key piece. Also, Kyle use check just because he's again cornerstone piece of a traditional Kyle Shanahan offense, which is really great. I think moving forward, players that they should pick up. I love Jason Verrett, but I feel like there needs to be a true number two, quote unquote, if Jason Verrett's really the one. Yes. Um, like an AJ Boye, Casey Hayward might be out of um our price range at this point after we signed mm-hmm. Williams, but yeah, just someone like that. Or if we did have the cap or if we somehow move Jimmy Garoppolo, like a Geno Atkins or like a Quan short to help Javon Kinlaw mature just a bit more. Yeah. I was looking at your depth chart and then the, the D line, I remember just looks so beefy like last year. And then now it kind of looks like, like a normal D line now, you know, you guys have four mm-hmm. like quality starters and that's it, you know? Last year, you guys had like Javon Kinlaw, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas. I know Solomon Thomas didn't do that good, but you guys just had so many pieces there. I agree. It's it's low-key a revolving door for the defensive line right now, but we'll make do. Did you have anyone else that they should sign before we move on to the draft? I'm ready to move on to the draft. So they pick at 12. Who should they pick? Who All should right. your team pick? I'm spicy. If it's cornerback, I think they get Patrick Sertain. He's the best cover corner who can plug and replace Richard Sherman. Caleb Farley, if he slips, could be a good pickup. Trading up is a question mark because I know he's getting surgery. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So that's my concern. Here's where it gets spicy. If they're on the board, I wouldn't mind Justin Field to Trey Lance. Um, But they have to be on the board is what you're saying. They have to be on the board. Um, Uh, I think you're asking for a bit much. I think I am too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I now I don't know Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch that much personally, mm-hmm. but I know that they're also the type of it's the type of organization where they want to win now. Yes. And if they see a team, you know, maybe they do make a trade to get someone like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, just to move up just a bit. Um, would not be surprised. I don't want Mac Jones. I really don't. Even though don't we like talk Mac about Jones. like. I do to some extent, but I don't think he's that great. Okay. I don't think he's that okay. great of an upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo to trade that much. I think they're kind of the same player in the sense of they're both like pocket passers. I agree with you on that. But then at that point, we're literally going to do the same thing that we did with um, DeForest Buckner. We drafted mm. Javon Kinlaw, and now mm. I miss DeForest Buckner. <laughs> so I put trade yeah. up and get Justin Fields. Uh, plays quick. 22% of his passes in college went in the short game, six to 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage. I think that's what your coach likes, but your coach can play with any quarterback. I can agree more. Um, so, yeah. And before I, I before we end, address the Gardner Minshew rumors. Oh, I'm going to be real with you. Um, you know how cheap his contract is going to be Very, for the last two years? I saw, yeah. It's less than a mil for both years. Because mm-hmm. he was less drafted like really late. Exactly. So, like, mm-hmm. you get him at a premium. Um now, they make the trade up. There's apparently buzz right now that the Niners are trying to make a spicy move for a quarterback. It might be Gardner Minshew. Um, it's hard for me to see Jimmy Garoppolo and Gardner Minshew in okay. the same quarterback room. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, why would you trade for Gardner Minshew? Well, you can cut Garoppolo, right? Given his contract. You I could. think you, you don't lose much for, for cutting him right now. 
That is very true. The risk that you run, though, is if Gardner Minshew is really that good, I personally say not really. Mm-hmm. Again, if you pick very at true. 12, if you pick at 12, you might as well trade up for a quarterback that's decently good. I agree. But yep, will this team make the playoffs? I said yes, and that's not me being like a like a homer. Mm-hmm. I just think that once the injuries are are done, it's a good team, regardless the of the thing. pieces. I said yes, yeah. comma, but only if they can stay healthy. Exactly. Jimmy G needs to play a full season if you roll with Jimmy. I agree with you. I could not agree more. Moving on. I'm going to try to speed up through this couple more. It's just so this episode ain't too long, but we got the Arizona Cardinals. I'm excited for this one. Me too. So the first guy I have. Oh, go for it. Go, 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 go. The first guy I got, D-Hop from Houston. Thriving in the offense would be an understatement for this guy. First season with the team, and he and Kyler instantly connected for 115 receptions, over 1,400 yards. That, that, That just sounds crazy, man. He, again... I think the stigma that, oh, wide receiver changes environment, they're going to do bad, erase that. That's why I actually have high hopes for um, Daniel Jones and Kenny G. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk okay. about that next week. But yeah. And uh, next guy, I got Kenyon Drake. First full season with the Cardinals, even though it's a second season there. Uh, I see you're making faces right now. Save that. Just hear me out. Here, I'll start with your favorite stat. 4.0 yards per carry average. Tell me how you like that. <laughs> You know what's funny? That's the reason why he's on the other list. How how many yards do you want per carry? I I will bring it up. I will bring it up when I talk about him. Okay, okay, okay. Almost a thousand yards, ten TDs. I mean, sounds great to me. I mean, and I'm not I'm not trying to kiss up to Kenyon Drake because the Raiders got him, but I just think he he did decent. Mm -hmm. There there's other problems. Like Drake is a good player. It's just like. Yeah, he, he just – I don't know how he'll fit with the Raiders, but he's a good player in general. And I also have Kyler Murray and mm-hmm. Isaiah yeah. Simmons. Who do you have? And Isaiah Simmons. Um, I'm just going to throw in some facts about Kyler Murray. 3,900 passing yards, 26 passing TDs. He averaged about 300 yards per game, but that's not even the scary part. 800 yards running, 11 rushing touchdowns. That's insane. Mm-hmm. He's a true number one overall pick. Yeah, I'm not mad that Arizona picked him. I'm not mad that I got Nick Bosa, but I feel like both teams <laughs> – that was a really good. That was a really good draft. Top of the board. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, so I'll talk about Kenyon Drake first, and then I'm gonna go with my player spotlight for the Arizona Cardinals. 4.0 yards per attempt is meh at best for how much they paid him. I feel like he couldn't hit the hole sometimes. Now he was also supposed to be a good pass catcher, right? But was he though? Was he? he was not here? that bad as a pass catcher. I wouldn't okay. say he's Alva Kamara good, but okay. You know, Do you know why they moved on? Chase yeah. Edmonds, players, player highlight for the Cardinals. 4.6 yards per attempt. Oh, 440. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. But the reason why I like Chase Edmonds more is that he's explosive in the passing game. 53 receptions for 407 yards. Mm-hmm. The difference between him and Kenyon Drake, though, Chase Edmonds can stay on the field. Kenyon Drake can't. Okay. So maybe okay. if if instead of him being the one a he's the one with, b which is what he's the one b in in mm-hmm. oakland and maybe you know you get more production out of him i hope mm-hmm. the best for kenyan drake i've always liked kenyan drake when he came out of i think he was actually from alabama he came out of alabama and yeah, then he alabama. went to miami mm-hmm. um i mean i just hope for the best for him yeah okay but yeah okay. last underperforming player is christian kirk for me 
Oh, he, falls under, he falls under the same bucket as Kenyon Drake. Like, he's not terrible. He could be a lot worse. But it's just, he could be a lot worse, but the expectation's more. Exactly. Especially with how you drafted him. I literally like, said, thought we would get more out of him in his third year for being a second rounder. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know you're you, you know you gotta you gotta be a little concerned when you sign AJ Green to be the true number two. Maybe Kirk moves primarily into the <laughs> slot, but it's a little concerning for me. Did you have anyone else who underperformed? Uh just whatever they were doing at tight end. Because I like tight ends and I think they're important pieces to play the middle of the field effectively. And if you're lucky, you'll even get one that is a field stretcher. But Dan Arnold and Max Williams, eh. And we can move on. Notable injuries, Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray, a little gimpy sometimes when he was playing. Chandler Jones out of the out for the majority of the season. And they also had their um Corey Peters and Robert Alford out as well. And that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And uh, head coach, was he fired? No. Minnie McVay stays. Minnie McVay, I like that. Looking ahead, though, positions of need. I have tight end, offensive line, and cornerback. Um, did you have and anyone cornerback else? Cornerback is the, the main one, I think, because they just lost. After they lost Pet Pete. Pet Pete, yeah. I yeah. mean, they also lost, like, Cassius March, Farrell Cooper, Zach Kerr, along with a few more, but I don't think they lost – or any of those guys that I mentioned are starters, to be honest. So correct me if I'm wrong, but one starter they did lose, like we just said, is Pat Pete. Pat Pete, yeah. I mean, other players that, that they lost as well, Kenyon Drake, Hassan Reddick. And oh, yeah, Drake but, but, they, but, they, Chris but like you said, they have a replacement already for, like, Kenyon Drake. They have Chase Edmonds. Yeah, you're right. But it's like the Pat yeah. Pete one is kind of like, well, who's going to step in now? Exactly, exactly. And um, players that they they picked up, I mean, the two major ones were J.J. Watt and A.J. Green. Did you have anyone else? Uh, Rodney Hudson, they traded for him Did the for the Raiders. Him, yeah. So now they have a great line now. So they, I think they had huge pickups. It, they, they definitely stirred the pot just a little bit to see who, who's the spiciest in the NFC West. But yeah, moving yeah. on to the draft, where do they pick? They pick at 16. Who should they pick? I got two players. It's kind of obvious based off of their positions of need. Number one is mm-hmm. JC Horn for me. Good player that fits the scheme. As well. Yeah. Um, apparently Arizona likes to blitz a lot. I would not see that changing when you have players like JJ Watt and Chandler Jones on Don't the same. Don't they play like a hell of funny defense too? Yeah. It's like the one with like seven DBs or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Exactly. Yeah. Which like, I could see why, because like, I mean, like they used to have like players like Dion Buchanan, who's like a safety linebacker, you know, like a defensive back, but is he really? And then like, they just rush or whatever. You remember Buchanan when uh, in, in Madden franchise mode, if you change him to like safety, he boosts up to, to like, 92 overall. Yeah, 92 overall from like 70 something. And it was, that, that was like the hack. That was the, that was the cheat code back then. Yeah. I used to Too love Too bad their GM that. didn't play Madden and then position oh, yeah. change him back to safety. Cause that would have been better for them instead of letting him play linebacker. Big, big oof there. But yeah, J.C. Horn, I think, is arguably the one of the best man-to-man coverage cornerbacks in this draft. And so that's really yeah. important when you blitz a lot. And yeah, um, good replacement for Pat Pete, in my opinion. Last player I had, Kyle Pitts. Again, <laughs> tight end. Kyle Pitts. Tight end. Needy. Team. There's no tight end in free agency left, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyler Murray with all those weapons, including Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. I think it would, Dude, it would just take too scary. I'd take him in the third round, Kyler Murray. 
I don't care if it's Chiwich from my blood. <laughs> He's a running back. All right. All right. You, you do that if they get Kyle Pitts. All right. But yeah, do you have anyone else? Uh, no. So will this team make the playoffs? I said yes. I think they could sneak in. As yeah. a, if they win most of the divisional games, I feel like they could take the division, to be completely honest with you. But mm-hmm. they're at least a wild card team. Yeah, because this year they went 8-8, eight and eight, put in J.J. Watt. Uh, Rodney Hudson, AJ Green, and whoever they pick at 16th, I, I think they could like make it. That's at least two or three more wins to me. Exactly. Yeah, that's playoff quality rated, d- double-digit wins. So mm-hmm. moving on, third team on the list, the Los Angeles Rams, 10-6. and six. Uh, Quick thing I got to say, I don't know if they performed like a 10-6 and six team, but they came out with 10 wins and they made it to the NFC Championship. They didn't, and that's... Remember when we, we introduced this episode and we're like, you know, some teams look really good and you're surprised and some mm-hmm. teams, you know, you're underappreciated. For me, it's the Rams right now. Yeah, I know they made some moves, but I I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. I mean, but, like, uh, transitioning, go, go. like, they have Aaron Donald, they have Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, they're outperformers every single year. My player spotlight was Cam Akers, but, okay. like, 4.3 yards per carry, only two touchdowns. I mean, he showed up in the playoffs. I mean, like, well, it's because I, I think his situation is just like J.K. Dobbins, where they didn't trust him in the beginning. They didn't give him any cra- mm-hmm. carries. And when they gave him carries, he showed up. Because in the two postseason games he played, he rushed for over 200 yards, two TDs, and mm-hmm. hauled in all three of his targets. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, I mean, again, I feel like they trust them a bit more because they let Malcolm Brown walk. But mm-hmm. um, can you really? I mean, like, yeah, Robert Woods was good. Cooper Cup was good. But, like, you know, maybe Matthew Stafford can get them to that next level. But still, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's an okay team. I think they're missing that just number one receiver because Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, it's like those two guys, like you said, like on the Niners that hover at like 1.5. Yeah, they just they can't. don't have that true number one threat. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone else that you wanted to highlight that outperformed before we move on to the true uh, underperformer? I think they're O line. I think they they were ranked third best mm-hmm. in the league. So yeah, everyone on that O line. I think Andrew Whitworth, Austin Blythe, Austin Cor- Corbett, and Rob Havenstein all improved mightily this year. They improved like by double digit points on the rating scale. So it's crazy. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Now the big stinker. Do it's the elephant in the room. Yes. It's Jared freaking Goff. The mm-hmm. numbers are so good though. 3,900 passing yards, 20 TDs, 13 interceptions. You close your eyes and you read those stats. You're They're like, similar wow. to Derek Carr. They're similar to Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to, I'm not bashing on Derek Carr too. Cause Derek Carr's a good quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. 67 com- completion percentage. Like he, the stats are good. But this is like this thing that we talk about where like the stats don't lie, but what you see on TV and when you watch them can change your perception. Exactly. He looks bad. He's not electrifying. Like he doesn't like, I don't think he can move the ball that well. He can't. And when he tries to, like when he rolls out, tries to make a throw, it's trash. But I think that's what the Rams offense kind of runs on, right? This whole play action thing where... You know, you fooled the defense, and now Jared Goff has a chance. <laughs> he has a chance. Yeah, but, like, his reads, his progressions, like, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, now I get why you're the number one pick. 
Then the second time he throws the ball, I wonder why he even got drafted in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like they basically gave up on him at the, towards the end of the season too. They really did. And you don't blame them. Like you really can't blame them for how poorly he, he performed. I think like, he's partially the reason why they lost. I think so, but it was so bad to the point that they, 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 McVeigh thought they had a better chance at winning a playoff game with John Walford starting, the guy that still had a LinkedIn profile. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm. Did you have anyone else that underperformed as worse as Jared Goff? If not, I, I do not. We, we can move on. Notable injuries: Our Asian friend Taylor Rapp was injured uh, for like most of the season. I love Taylor Rapp. He's, really he's going to start for them now because John Johnson is gone. John Johnson, son of John. Johnson John. Yes, my man, John Johnson. I love John Johnson. You just said John about 20 times in one sentence. John Johnson, man. Yeah, he's gone. For Taylor Rapp. Um, Daryl Henderson was pretty much out for some part of the season. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup, a little banged up. When is he not? Anyone else that I missed? Didn't Andrew work get hurt as well? I, I don't think you missed anybody, but to comment on Taylor Rapp, if we have a little bit of time. I like him, but I still think that he's a little bit slow and there's some like mental lapses when he plays because he blows the assignments. As much as we like him, we got to be real. No, I agree with you. I, agree I just with remember you. that one play where he blew. I mean, I, he, he, I don't know if he was still a rookie, but he was still very early in his career. It was that one play he they, where he, I think it might have been to the Niners. They lost. Jalen Ramsey got mad at him because he blew his coverage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like with Emmanuel Sanders, he has a red pants. It's like, ah, uh, why? <laughs> you literally have one job. You're called the safety to, pr- mm-hmm. you know, to protect. But yeah. um, we can move on from that. Um, yeah. You know, Sean McVay is not the problem. I think he's a great coach. Yeah. Um, and I think that the quarterback was the problem. So now if they don't make a good playoff push, you can kind of start pointing fingers. But I think they're employing a very interesting sh- like strategy that goes against like building a team through the draft though. Cause McVay. So here he, he has not drafted in the first round since he was named the head coach in 2017 and will not until 2024. Crazy. But I mean, like they got a good team. That's the, that's the scary part. Uh, that, that is true. That is true. So hopefully, I think if Stafford, the Stafford trade pays off, then they can win. But who knows? Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. Looking ahead, positions of need, safety, quote-unquote, tight end, yes, linebacker, if they need it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I just think they need to get a, a tight end. Tight end. I could, I could see that. I can see that. See, but it's so hard because what we'll talk about right now, when we come to free agency, they lost, um, they lost some players. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy Hill, Morgan Fox, Gerald Everett, Malcolm Brown, Josh Reynolds, John Johnson, son of John, John Johnson, <laughs> and Samson and Bukum. Yeah. And uh, Michael Brockers. Michael. <laughs> I just love his story. <laughs> That's why I always bring him up. Or Michael Brockers. But um, players that this team should pick up, it would hurt me, Quan Alexander, on a cheap deal because he can't stay on the field. It still stings for you. He went to the Saints already. Yeah, like, I think it was still sting though. Okay, okay. Yeah, I liked him. I I've always liked him. Um, when he was playing on Tampa Bay, so when 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 the Niners signed him, I was really happy actually. But okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Anyone else that you think that they should pick up? Uh, no. But one one person they did pick up, 
I don't think we mentioned yet is Deshaun Jackson. We're talking about how they need a number one receiver, and I guess they think Deshaun Jackson's that guy. <laughs> they, they literally have, like, if they just combined all three of their wide receivers, be the best wide receiver ever. Exactly, because now you have speed. Mm-hmm. And then you have the route running. Reliable hands. hands. Yeah, yeah, you have everything. <laughs> Put it all together. Um, Now you bring up tight end, and I mentioned this with Arizona. That, you know, free agency, you know, when you have the Patriots there who just take every tight end, it's kind of hard. The problem with the Rams is that they are not as blessed as the Cardinals because they don't even pick in the first round. Well, Um, they won't for the next seven years or or just kidding. Or they haven't for the past like seven. seven, Now for the next two or three. Mm -hmm. I think so they don't pick in the first round. So we won't talk about their draft strategy. But I think that they handle this a lot better than the next team we're going to talk about. Because I think that this team is pretty set moving forward. Yeah, they they have a weakness at safety. Yeah, they have a weakness at tight end. I mean, they still have Tyler Higby, right? Am I wrong? Yes. Or they... No, no, they, they still have Higby. They just saw Gerald uh, Gerald Everett. Walk, yeah. So I mean, like, if they again, I think if they don't win now, you have to. You're gonna have to, to start thinking. Yeah. yeah, it's now or never. It's now or never. Um, so will they make the playoffs then? Yeah, I think they will. Huh. So so I had no. My gut is telling me no, but my mind is telling me yes. Okay. I, don't know, I just have a weird gut feeling. I, I don't know, man. Wait, I think will, it all depends on Stafford. It all depends on Stafford. I'm a big, firm believer of Matthew Stafford. I like him a lot. So, yeah. All right, last team on the list. The Seattle Seahawks. 12-4 and four record. Pretty good record. Looks remember great on you, paper. Remember when you said, oh, um, the Rams didn't play like a 10-6 team? The Seahawks didn't play like a 12-4 and team either. They, they did not. That's why and I that's, said looks good on paper. Um, <sighs> players that outperformed. <laughs> like, I'm, this let is, Russ cook. I'm not, let Russ cook. Again, like, I'm not having these emotions right now because, like, oh, it's the Seahawks. I'm, like, disappointed that they – their playoff run, like Russell Wilson, love him. One of my favorite quarterbacks. You let him cook, you start winning. You don't let him cook, you all start losing. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Stop letting him cook even more. Didn't make yeah. sense to me, but it's okay. But going back, players that outperformed Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Bobby Wagner, obviously those are like the go-to. They're the superstars. Player spotlight, though, Jerron Reed. 38 total tackles, six and a half sacks, seven and a half tackles for loss, sneaky good defensive lineman. And he helps bring stability to a very weak defensive line, in my opinion. Do you like Jamal Adams? I do. He, I mean, what position does he play? I, I don't know. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He doesn't know himself because he calls himself a defensive weapon. That's why he wants 20 mil a year. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're a safety that gets nine and a half sacks per season, I mean. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Okay. I, I, do, did you, do you want to hear about a Russell Wilson stat? Go for it. So he didn't cook as much as Dak, but in the first, uh, I think, four or five games of the season, he threw, or no, I don't know, but he threw for 28 TDs and over 2,500 yards. He slowed down in the second half, but those are crazy numbers for the first half of the yeah. season. You know how That's I crazy. know those stats? Uh, Had them in fantasy. Ah, uh, yeah. When I went 9-0, then what happened? 
I'm just self-destruct. The Steelers. I love the Steelers. Yeah, I was the Steelers of our league. Um, but you know, could have been worse. Do you know why? Why? Could have been Rashad Penny. Stop. You used to like him. You you keep bashing on this man. I used to like him. I thought he was good. You know, or not. I didn't know much about him. Then when Seattle picked him, I was like, dang, San Diego State, first round pick might be good. They need a running back at the time. Didn't think Chris Carson was the answer. Mm -hmm. He played three games. 3.1 yards per carry throughout those three games. I know small sample size. I was told he was a dual threat running back, mm-hmm. but they don't use him in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Then he can't run. So what do Chris they Carson's do? better. Chris Carson's better. They re-signed Chris Carson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think well, Rashad Penny can can be a starter. Well, this is exactly why they do not pick in the first round. The Seahawks couldn't. They can't draft in the first round, so they give up their first round picks. But the problem is that the, it's catching up to them now because okay, if, did you have any other underperformers? Uh, the O-line. I mean, when your QB wants out because he feels like he isn't getting protected, I think it's safe to say they're underperforming. And uh, yep. whatever they were doing at tight end was also horrendous. Greg Olson, Luke Wilson, Jacob Hollister. I mean, good thing they got Gerald Everett. And uh, I, I think that's it. I, I mean, another one was uh, I had is L, do you know LJ Collier? Yeah, I think he's your first round. He was drafted them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, we can even extend this to all their first rounders in prior years, including Rashad Penny. Like, they're just incapable of drafting talent. First round talent in the first round. Yeah, it's it's horrendous. Um, we'll talk about more when we talk about their draft strategy, but notable injuries. Mentioned Rashad Penny, Greg Olson, Jamal Adams, essentially. Chris um, Carson, what's new here? Chris, Chris Carson, Carson. <laughs> Exactly. Whether or not the head coach was fired, Pete Carroll is currently not fired. Uh, but I've got but... concerns. I've yeah, got yes. concerns. Yes, yes. What are your I've concerns? Got... <laughs> how how do you not? You see how I just paused? Y'all, y'all can't you all can't see it, obviously, because it's a podcast. How do you make Russell Wilson mad? Like, how bad do you gotta mess up to make Russell Wilson like that that mad? I, I, I don't know. Have you ever heard Pete Carroll mic'd up? It's interesting. I've it's never interesting. heard this guy spew out any football knowledge except good job and him clapping. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know what he's doing. Ah, well. I'm sure he's doing something, but it's just during the mic'd up moments, we, we just get him praise his players and clap and Ooh. chew his gum. And vigorously. Like the way that he chooses comments is really interesting. But positions of need moving forward, looking ahead, offensive line is the uh, number one sure. thing. For sure. Cornerback, too, in my opinion, because they lost Shaquille Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the guy yeah. with one hand? Or no. is that his brother? It's his brother. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, players that are leaving Carlos Dunlap, KJ Wright, Bruce Irving, Shaquille Griffin, which you just mentioned, David Moore, Carlos Hyde, Jacob Hollister. Did I miss anyone important? Mm, no. And it's really crazy because Carlos Hyde, Philip Dorsett, and Shaquille Griffin all went to the Jags. Yeah. They all decided Seattle was like too cold or something for them. So they had to leave for Florida. And to leave for Florida. Players that this team should pick up or they already did. Go for it, Ryan. 
so they didn't do much here with new additions, but Akilah Witherspoon, a guy mm-hmm. you're probably familiar with, and Gerald mm-hmm. Everett from the Rams. Uh, this, sorry, uh, I don't know. I guess this does more damage. Uh, not on paper because they are stealing from division rivals, but Akilah Witherspoon and Gerald Everett, they are, I think, players that can contribute, but I don't know if these are like star players, you know? So now I'm going to, I'm just going to lean into the draft and just like this team's philosophy for the future moving forward. Let's go for it. It bothers me that Seattle's very stingy with how they, um, they tackle free agency. Mm-hmm. They got no tier one players in free agency yeah like if you literally look like they really didn't they didn't get any major playmakers or they do that thing where they sign like a top tier guy in air quotes like jadavion Clowney, and then let him walk after the season ends after the season ends yeah yeah um they have no true cornerback right um their offensive line sucks to say the least can we Mm -hmm. agree yes their defensive line is meh. I agree. The Legion of Boom is gone. So how do you repair the team if you don't have first round talent? If you don't, and then like, yeah, second and third round talent as well, quote unquote, is that even enough? They have the least amount of picks, I'm pretty sure. They only pick like four times in this draft, four or five max. I don't know. I just feel like their mentality is kind of like franchise mode where they're, they're, they're like wheeling and dealing draft picks out here just to get that one-star player and forgetting about the rest of that defense. For example, i.e. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, yeah, sure. You bring and him I, in and now you think it fixes everything, but everything around him is like crap. I, I understand and I, I totally agree. And this is why I don't think Seattle is going to be a good team moving forward. I, I really so don't. I think it's going to be a dumpster fire. I think they're going to have a bad season and they trade Russell, Russell Wilson and they start the rebuild. Oh, they're going to trade. That's my hot take. That's my hot take. Halfway through the season, I think they're going to trade Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson will be upset. He's not going to like the team anymore. I think it's going to be bad blood between Pete Carroll and him. I don't think that's just some storyline for the offseason. I think it's a real thing. Deshaun Watson, whatever's going on with him, who knows at this point. Russell Wilson is the quarterback you want to trade for at this point. Now, I know Chicago traded what? They wanted to trade three first-rounders. They said no. I think and, and a player, three get... first rounders and a player. And I think Khalil Mack was available too. So they were given the whole farm. Yeah. I think they're going to give at some point. Oh, and I think they will. You can't, you can't be in this state. Okay. The difference between them and the Rams, does Seattle's team even scare you? Relatively. It's not, but the weird thing is that they always find a way to win. Okay. Which is weird. Did they find a way, did they find a way to win in the playoffs? Well, no, but that's my point they always find a way to win to get to the playoffs and then that's it they don't make it far in the playoffs but that's i feel like that's just the type of team they are i don't know i don't know that's that's the same thing i can say um that's why if we're going to transition smoothly as smooth as possible to our standings this is the last time we're going to do this i'm putting seattle last oh you have them last i have them last this year i have the rams last I trust Matthew Stafford and the pieces around them. I okay. think they're a better okay. team on paper. Okay. So give me your ranking from top to bottom. I think it's going to go so top to bottom. To be completely honest with you, I think the Rams are going to be one. The Niners will take two. Oh Arizona will take three. I but think, I think the yeah, top three will make the playoffs. 
I think this is like the the most controversial one we have so far. I had the Cardinals, the Niners, Seahawks, then the Rams. I, I'm telling you, my gut is still telling me the Rams are just not it, but I'll probably look like a very dumb man at the end of the season when we do off-season recaps again. <laughs> yeah, this is going to – we're going to look back at this at this specific podcast. I feel like I even last – um, we did the AFC West. It's going to be really interesting to see mm-hmm. how our favorite teams do and how we projected them. But I'm done. I can't believe we finished off-season observations. But, yeah. I think that's all I got to say as well. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys next Friday when we talk about – Free agency part two. We're going to casually discuss what happened in free agency since our last episode covering free agency. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.